Thanks for tuning in to the Prime Bookseller Podcast, the bi-weekly podcast discussing all things Amazon bookselling. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Prime Bookselling Podcast. I'm Eric, and we're back with another episode. And in today's topic, we're going to touch on something that I think has come up numerous, numerous times over the course of this podcast, and that's moving beyond Amazon. What does moving beyond Amazon mean? Well, this is this is one of those things you won't hear a lot of other people talk about as something you should definitely be thinking about as you're building and scaling an Amazon business. And But the reason I enforce this so strongly is because I see so many people come into the Amazon space, build amazing businesses, look at those businesses and say, well, I'm doing so well. Why would I ever try to move away from the Amazon platform? And from my perspective, I think that's a huge mistake. And the reason for that is, is because like we've covered, if you remember back, if you listened to the episode where we talked about the downsides of selling on Amazon, one of the number one downsides is, is the fact that <clears throat> you may be selling to millions and millions of customers when you sell on Amazon, but in the end, you really have only one customer and that customer is Amazon. And the reason for that is just because Amazon does do a pretty strong job of trying to keep you from being able to poach their customers from their platform. And so most of your sales are funneled through Amazon, obviously. And at any point in time, Amazon can just look at you and say, yeah, we're good. We're not going to let you sell on our platform anymore. And there's not a whole lot of protections out there for that. I mean, it's it's Amazon's platform and what they say goes kind of goes. I mean, you could try to sue them. I wouldn't advise that. But um, for the most part, you're at the mercy of them. And sit back and think about it. If you start scaling and building this business and it does become your sole source of income, is that a place you want to be sitting? Do you want, are you willing to give the power to some corporation that you're nothing more than a number to, to just strip you of your livelihood at any point in time? And, and not even with warning, you know, like, if if you've ever read about what suspensions look like, people wake up in the morning and they have an email in their mailbox that says, yeah, we're not going to let you sell anymore. Oh, yeah. And that all those sales that you just made, we're going to hold those for 30 days just in case, you know, just so we don't accidentally lose any money from this. So it's a huge risk. And again, I'm going to reiterate that, like, I am not trying to tell tell people this because I don't want people to sell on Amazon. I think everybody should sell on Amazon, but I think also everybody should be aware of that gaping caution and take action from day one in their business to diversify and have more streams of income than just Amazon. So what can you do to diversify? And that that is really the golden question, and that's what I most want to spend most of the time focusing on in this episode. What are some of the things that you can do? If you watch typical seller forums and things like that where other Amazon sellers are talking, the number one way that people say to diversify is to take your inventory and cross-list it onto other platforms. That is a good starting point, and I think everybody should explore that to an extent. But realize that the minute you diversify yourself off of Amazon, and let's just say you put yourself on Walmart or eBay, that is not a solution to to the problem we're talking about here. Because, and the reason for that is, is because 
no matter how big you scale your business, the majority of your sales are always going to come from Amazon. And the reason for that is, is because, because when you're sourcing books, you're more than likely going to be sourcing exclusively for Amazon and just pushing the products to another platform. And on top of that, none of these other platforms out there will ever be able to drive sales like Amazon does. In fact, if you add probably the top five platforms that you can sell on besides Amazon, take all of those sales, combine them together, they're probably still not even going to be half of what you're making on Amazon. So now, the reason I don't like that strategy, I don't think, is that's kind of a cop-out. That's something really simple you can do and say, oh, now I'm diversified. But in this, in the end, if something does happen, you lose your Amazon account and you lose 75% of your revenue because that's where it's all coming from is from Amazon. Is that really a solution? Are you diversified? I would argue no, because I mean, to have 25% of the income you need to live, I, that's better than having zero, but that's still not a viable solution. So w what I encourage everybody to do is it's okay, yeah, your first step, maybe you can diversify into other platforms and sell. By all means, do that. But then figure out what percentage of your sales are coming from those other platforms. If only 10% of your sales are coming from them, then you need to do more. You need to look at other solutions. And and that's what I did. And unfortunately, I'm embarrassed to say it took me way too long to realize that I needed to do this. I mean, I did this 13 years into my business. And that's why I'm sitting here trying to tell you that you should be thinking about doing that from day one. You don't have to implement the, the second stream of income until you get Amazon going. But just be thinking about what, what am I going to do to eventually push some of my revenue off of the Amazon platform. And my goal has always been and will always be to be 50% Amazon and 50% from other sources. Um, and, and one thing I can tell you is just by taking your Amazon inventory, cross-listing it to another platform, you'll never get to that 50% split. So the number... So I'm going to just run through a couple things that you can do besides diversifying your inventory onto other uh, other venues to sell through. What else can you do to make up for that missing gap? And um, the first one I'm going to talk about is exactly what I did. And I think this is a, a huge, awesome, viable solution. But as you grow your book selling business, you probably are going to hit a point where sourcing books at first is going to be extremely challenging, but you'll come to this point where you just have it figured out and you can source more inventory than you could ever possibly want to buy for your store. If you hit that point, use the knowledge that you have to help other sellers source their books. So if you have some some system or some supplier that provides you with all your books and you could be buying 10 times as as many books from them as you are today, bring in other sellers and start selling the books that you could be buying to them and taking a small percentage off the top of that. That's what I did with my wholesale businesses and I encourage anybody, if they're interested in learning about these, go to kingsridgemedia.com, look at wholesale, 
and just read about what what we provide because it's probably something that would be very of interest to your business as well as just a, a good way to see how something like this could work. And what what we were able to do is I literally in a year I had taken my income from that wholesale business to 50% of what I was selling on Amazon, which was great. And when I say 50% of selling on Amazon, I don't refer to the fact that if I'm selling a million dollars on Amazon, I have to sell a million dollars on on wholesale. It's what is actually coming to me because if I'm selling a million dollars, probably 600,000 of that is going to actually hit my bank account from Amazon after all the fees and all that other crap is taken out. So, but that's an very very easy way to diversify yourself using the same all the resources that you are using currently to so it's really not creating like additional work for you other than the fact that you need to find the wholesale clients and and i i come i've always been an amazon seller so the idea of marketing is very terrifying to me but when I launched this wholesale business, I felt like it was the best business I could have started with, with being so terrified of marketing. Because in a wholesale business, when you get these clients, understand that these clients are, they're not going to be buying one and two books at a time. They're buying hundreds and hundreds of books at a time. So really to make that business, if as long as you have the access to the supply of product to sell them, to scale that business is really easy because every client is very, very valuable. Even the smallest client that I have in my wholesale business is purchasing probably greater than $10,000 worth of books in a year from me. And with that model, I was able to easily, easily get up to 50% of my revenue. And I only needed maybe 10 clients to do it. So it's a great business, especially since I'm going to, you being an Amazon seller, I assume that you come from a similar background to me, which one of the big hurdles of doing this is going to be marketing. And this is a great business that you can start off any other platform. So you're not reliant on a platform. It's your, they're your customers, you own them. And the marketing is minimal because you need 10 clients, not 1000 clients. So that's like my favorite system that I have seen out there. And it fits all the bills because you can quickly it's it's tapping into resources you already have for your existing business, which I think is really important when you're doing this. If you're looking for other revenue streams, I would sway away from looking at something completely out in left field. But look around at what your business does now and what can I carve out of that business? What can I carve out of my current processes that somebody else might want that I could sell as a service? And the number one thing and another great way to get into this, this is much more of a long long tail, long fight type thing. You're not going to scale this up nearly as fast. Maybe you will. I shouldn't say that. But to me, it's 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 a longer game would be getting into like a coaching, um, teaching people how to do what you do within your business. There is a lot of money to be made in that field. Um, it's simple, not a lot of startup costs, and 
the margins on you think margins on selling books are good margins on selling something you create are way better because you can sell it over and over and over and over again and a lot of times a lot of these types of courses can net you a pretty good cost per course you know depending on the course you could potentially sell it i mean Courses go for anywhere from $200 up to $20,000 per course, depending on how you want to build your business. So that's another huge, huge, huge avenue that you could look at as a way to scale beyond Amazon. And, and your whole business in the end could be based around teaching other people how to use Amazon, how to sell on Amazon, how to make money. But as long as that as long as that money is not being deposited by Amazon into your bank account, you're way safer than by just relying on the Amazon selling platform and only leveraging that for your business. Um, I'm going to close this out with because, again, like I said before, I think it's really important that when you're thinking about things that you can scale off of your business, it is important to look. I like I call this the Amazon philosophy because Amazon is, has done this beautifully since they started. And what they've done is is so they started out by building a store, then they looked at what they were doing and they're like, well, because we have this huge online store, we have to build all these data centers and stuff like that. So why don't we get into this space where we provide data center power to end customers at wholesale prices and stuff like that? So Every time they make a strategic move, it's always playing off of something else they're doing to either improve it or maybe we have this resource here, let's leverage it and provide it to other people. And I love that philosophy and I think that's the philosophy that everybody should be looking at for their Amazon businesses. What are the things I can leverage within this business that can make me money that doesn't come from Amazon. And actually one, I'm sorry, one that just popped into my head, and I actually do this too, but it's just part of my wholesale business, but I've learned is a very valuable asset, is if you are scaled to the point where you have a lot of room to process inventory and stuff, a prep center is an amazing business to start. I mean, People are just sending products into you and paying you a dollar to, to prep them and ship them to Amazon. And if you get good at the process of shipping to Amazon, I mean, my warehouse team, we're probably, we might be slow and we can probably net $60 an hour prepping items for people. So that is definitely something else you could look into. But my encouragement for you is as you're building your business, first of all, from day one, start thinking about this. Maybe even try to jot down some ideas of what you think you could do. But my biggest encouragement to you is as you're building and scaling your business, look at the systems you're putting into place. Look at, look at the resources that you have to provide to your business and then look at that resource and say, okay, would somebody else want this resource? And if they do, do, do I think I could sell it to them? Because if you do, now you have a whole nother avenue of revenue that you could be bringing in from your business. And, and I think if you do that, as you're scaling your business, you look at that and you do that, pretty soon you'll have seven, eight channels of income coming in from all different sources 
besides Amazon with all the different little projects you have to do you do and they don't have to be huge if you know you can make a small a project work small all you have to do now is figure out 10 more of those projects to make and you'll get that split but i think everybody should be thinking about this from day one because I see so many, so many Amazon sellers that are like, well, I'm making all this money with Amazon. Why would I ever diversify? Because Amazon will never suspend me. They love me. They're making so much money off of me. Well, no, they're not. <laughs> they, I don't care how big your Amazon business is. You are nothing to Amazon because there is not a seller out there that makes enough money that that is even a blip on Amazon's radar. So just keep this in mind and be thinking about this and always trying to be chasing after that that 50-50 split between Amazon and another source so that, God forbid, the bad happens, you're prepared, and you can continue on. Yes, you'll be crippled. You'll, you'll be, it'll hurt. But it is so much better than losing all of your income like that in one snap of a finger waking up one morning and say well that's gone now so with that i don't want to beat this one down anymore but um i hope this is helpful and i hope this resonates with everybody because this is a very one of my my number one lessons that people should learn as they get once they're thinking about starting about amazon and it's one of the lessons that you're never going to hear from anybody else or if you do you'll hear it in a short like, yeah, you should probably do that, but don't worry about it. So, but this is important. Be thinking about it. If there is any questions or comments about this episode, please feel free to reach out to me, sales at kingsridgemedia.com. And check out the show notes. Take a look at some of the services that Kingsridge Media does offer. We offer a lot of sourcing services for bookstores. We offer support services. We got pretty much the whole gamut at this point of services that can help you launch your business. So I encourage you, if you're just getting started, you're frustrated, take a look at those services because there's probably one that works perfect for you. With that, I'll wrap this episode up and we'll see you in two weeks on the next one. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Prime Bookseller Podcast. Join us for the next episode as we discuss all things Amazon bookselling.